Welcome to Rich Conversations. Today on the show, we welcome back Sammy Saab of Bone Lane. Since we're such close friends, something we found that we enjoy doing is just hanging out and recording. So I'll go over to their studio in Albany Park, and we set up some cameras and some microphones, and you know we just have a conversation. It's really enjoyable, and we both respect each other so much in you know our work ethic and our diligence and our craft and just our outlook on life. We had an episode about a month, month and a half ago, where uh, you know we got together and we were both experiencing just some stuff going on in uh, in our lives, and it was the episode was kind of negative. And so this one though is quite a bit different. It's pretty uplifting. It's pretty positive, and it felt so great recording it and after it. I mean, during it, I was wearing a boa, so you could, you could. The vibe already was quite different than our, our previous one. I, uh, I, I explained or I provided observations about my uh, Harry Styles concert experience for him because a lot of his fans are also Harry Styles fans and Twenty One Pilots fans. So uh, he wanted to hear my my thoughts and input on it. So we talked about that for a while. But we talked about, you know, the Beatles and art and conveying ideas to others and in a, um, through art and through, like, how do you reach a lot of people? We talk about Andy Warhol, Mark Rothko, and he shares with us a song that he's been working on. They've been working on it for about two months. It's called Love Like You. And he played it for me afterwards. And as a Bone Lane fan, I like a lot of their music. But this one was quite different. This, this is probably their greatest song they ever made. And it's upbeat, it's positive, which is also a reflection of where they're at in life right now, too, which is really cool. It's so exciting. So he talks about the process, the creation process, and their album, Two Crows, that's coming out in the future. We don't know when. He's also got a trip coming up to Europe, so he's going to go for three weeks and just kind of reset himself. So this was a really healthy conversation. It's always good talking with Sammy and, and Bones and, and everybody and just hanging out. Friendship is great. You know, so a lot of the, the theme of this episode is just love and gratitude. So enjoy it. You can follow Bone Lane on, you know, all the channels. Listen to their music on Spotify or uh, however you listen to music. Let's begin. Hey, buddy. Hey. Sorry, I know we haven't seen each other in a few weeks. It's just been a... Life gets in the way sometimes. Life, uh, Life happens. I've been traveling too. I've been out of town, which is why it's not just like I've been hiding or something. Right, right. You know. <laughs> oh, oh shoot! Oh shoot! Rich is calling. Rich is yeah, calling. Yeah, no, it's not like that. I was gone. I was on the East Coast. I um, was. Yeah, I was in New York. I think since the last time I've been in New York, and then you've been in New York a couple times. I think times. we like just missed each other, and yeah, yeah. Um, but here we are. We're good. Here we are. Yeah, I'm good. You good? You look amazing. I mean, you look you look really good. You look like you're doing really good. Tell me about. Tell me about Harry Styles. Tell okay. me about Harry Styles. You love Harry Styles. I do, yeah. So let's back up a little bit. Sure. So the last time we talked, uh, we were both 
you know, just exploring feelings, emotions, um, things going on in life. A bit on the darker side. A, a little dark, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but something I've been really focused on this fall is just like changing up my approach Same. with life. Where just like instead of just like like this all the time, <laughs> let's just uh, yeah, let's just open up a little bit yeah, more. Yeah. Let's, let's relax have the shoulders, some more fun, and let's um. <laughs> But at the same time, too, what I've been focused on, I think a lot of uh, success comes down to organization. And I think a lot of the stress and um, like tension mm-hmm. I've been feeling has been just like having so much on my mind that it just like stresses me out all the time. So I've been working on like kind of uh, – creating like an external brain to take care of those things those organizational friends things to free up my mind a little bit um so just since we last talked changing up the approach and um i'm seeing like small results it's going to be you know it's a long-term process but uh i feel really good about those small results and just like how i feel i feel a lot happier and it was kind of like capped off with this Harry Styles concert. <laughs> I mean, look uh, at you. Uh, you can see the the mood, the difference in mood. You can't <laughs> wear a boa yeah. and not feel amazing. And not smile. Or have it. fun. Like, it's so fun. <laughs> it's just so fun. And uh, I, uh, yeah, so we had the, the show. I went Thursday night, so I'm a big Harry Styles fan, Ben. Harry Styles fan since he was in One Direction and I'm watching like UK X Factor clips of One Direction on YouTube in 2012 uh, following the whole career and um, I like the direction that he's taken uh, more artistic and just exploring uh, himself as an artist. Yeah, he's fucking cool. You know, he doesn't have to stick to a lane. He just just does what he wants to do Mm -hmm. and uh, people are really receptive to it. I saw him back in 2018 at the United Center, and wow, he's been selling out stadiums for that long now, huh? Well, he didn't do like sell out like ten shows in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. He did like two shows, I think, back then. Small, small numbers, you know. <laughs> yeah. Selling out multiple nights at the United <laughs> Center. <laughs> um, but I, I think this time it was so different because, and it's also reflective of life in a way too, where. That was four years ago, and you can tell just, like, his stage presence and performing. He was still trying to figure himself out in 2018, and and then, like, now it's just, like, yeah, he's hotter than the sun. He's just, like, I mean, he's potentially, running around. Yeah, and, potentially the hottest star on the planet right now in music, like, at least in the top. What, you I wouldn't, know, I wouldn't I th- even say potentially. I would say he is. Like, who else? I think when you get to that, I mean, you have, like, the Kendrick Lamars of the worlds, and you have, you know, they're doing the same numbers, I would assume. I don't um, think so. You don't think? Yeah, maybe. That's, that's I mean, I guess like Kendrick's niche. not. This is pop. Yeah. Um, I guess Kendrick's not doing 10 nights at the United Center. He's doing He's not selling out two. 15 shows at Madison Square Garden. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. I'm. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> But I think when you get to that level, though, it's like yeah. it becomes negligible. It's like it it doesn't really matter. But, but anyway, yes, but the biggest star yeah, on the planet. Like, so here's the thing. Like, I go to it, and I went by myself. And um, for me, a lot of what I've been kind of 
trying to figure out is like I, I think a lot back to so a friend of mine once told me he has this reoccurring dream every year mm -hmm. where he's in an empty airport hangar and he sees some people off in the distance so he's on a skateboard he starts skateboarding towards them and as he gets closer he realizes they're all former versions of himself at different ages so then he shows up and then there's this I dialogue yeah. Yeah, yeah between all of them um and they want to know what what's life like right now and you know what are you doing and for me i've, I've kind of like taken that and applied it where i can kind of look back at different ages or dif different years and take lessons from it. So something I've really taken is like 2019, I was like so happy. So many things were going right and uh, I was just really loving and enjoying life. Mm -hmm. So I've been kind of dipping back into that. Okay, what was I doing? What was I like, you know, what kind of habits was I doing? How was I approaching life? Mm -hmm. And so the music that I was listening to towards the end of that year was, you know, this is right before Fine Line came out with Harry Styles and it was like lights up, watermelon sugar, just on repeat and I'm making art. I was making digital art in my, my third book at the time. And so as I'm like getting ready for the show, I'm just like brought back to that moment and the steps I've taken over the last month and just how I feel. I'm like, this is gonna be awesome. So I go to the show. And it's like a fashion show. It is like, it's a cultural event. Yeah, for sure. A Harry Styles concert is a cultural event. And people are wearing bell bottoms and sequins and boas. I bought this uh, from a, a few gals that were hustling on the street. They had a bunch of boas. I was like, you got pink? They're like, yeah, it sells out quickly. So you, I was like, done. So, so this is what I have. Uh, and you go there. And it's a hot find. It's a hot find. <laughs> yeah. it's a nice hot look. Nice little pickup. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so then, so then we're we're uh, at the show and the concourse. There's just like merch tables set mm -hmm. up everywhere, and there's all these different displays with, you know, love on tour signs, and everybody's taking pictures. It's like, it just adds to the conglomerate of tiktoks and instagrams and just like you know all the more videos more it's it's like it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger mm -hmm. as far as the harry styles imprint on the internet per sure. se, right um it's probably like 90 percent women 95 really percent women i was yeah i was pretty shocked i, no, I, I, I yes mean, and no kind of like, makes sense like he's as well as being a great artist, I mean, he's a sex icon for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, um, I remember my own. I I don't know a ton about him, but I know I love. I have a. I got a lot of love for him. Um, but I was watching like his Howard Stern interview. It's like him and his band. Yeah. And Howard like asks this, you know, weird question to the band. It's like, so how, who who's in love with Harry? And the drummer was like, well, everyone is. Everyone's in love with Harry. We're all in love with Harry. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm in love with Harry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, I think that that checks out, I think. You yeah. Know? So um, the United Center filled with 90 to 95% women. Yeah. If we're going in this demographics range uh, and just like observations, I was surprised there weren't more gay guys there. There were, yeah, for sure. you would think. And isn't he kind of like an LGBTQ icon now? Or he's been kind of adopted by that community? 
but not as strongly as I guess I would have that thought. you thought. Okay. And then all the straight guys there just like didn't make eye contact with each other. <laughs> <laughs> Why, bro? I don't know. I don't know. I know. There you are in your boa, like. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, th- so then everybody's waiting, and he opened with my favorite song on Harry's house, his new album, um, "Daydreaming," mm-hmm. and I-, I took a video of it. The place just it just erupts it erupts like i've never experienced before it was just screams and screams and the the gal next to me she was i don't know maybe a teenager maybe a little older i don't know she was really loud at that moment i'm like oh i forgot earplugs or i didn't consider earplugs or whatever these screams are at such a high pitch yeah 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 uh but it was so special because we're we're all there and that's like my favorite song on the album, it's just like it's amazing, and it's it kicks off this night and this experience we're gonna have, um, and the energy was just so incredible. I watched that video back like fifteen times on like Sunday night. Really, it was so the whole show. Then to kind of summarize this, everybody's singing along, everybody's having so much fun, everybody feels this deep connection where you you didn't want it to end you didn't want it to end so you can understand why he has all these multiple shows because like i was starting to look into tickets to see if he had a show coming up again like on sunday um it was like you you just didn't want it to end it was so special it was so that's amazing unbelievable that's amazing I think what what really helps people feel this way, I can I I think like the ethos of Harry Styles and the show and his concerts, it's all about just love, hope, optimism, right? Just accepting like we're all in this space together. You can be whoever you want. You are beautiful yourself mm-hmm. like Let's all just be here in the space together and mm-hmm. just be um, show each other love, treat mm-hmm. people with kindness, mm-hmm. you know, like, and I think that I think everybody wants to feel that way feel happy and feel um, to feel good about themselves yeah. and the world. It's a non-judgmental space. Yeah. That's great. That, I remember you saying this to me. I stopped by the bar the other night yeah. and you were... Just gave each other a big hug, and you were you were wearing the boa. By the way, he was wearing the boa. I wore the at, boa every single day <laughs> since the concert. When Rich likes something, he really fucking likes. I it, really you know? go. Yeah. I really go all in. Um, and you're wearing the boa, and you just give me this big hug, and I'm like, I love this. What's this? And you were like, Harry Styles is about love, and then you just like <laughs> walk the fuck away. And I was like, Good to see you, Richie. I'll see you in a few days. We'll do a podcast about it or something. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful, man. I'm glad that it's you feel cool. so connected to it. You know, like. Yeah. Um, you have a. I gotta flip that over so I don't look at it every time it buzzes. Um, you have a a, a flavor for. Um, the stuff at the top of culture, like like yeah. huge Beatles fan, like diehard Beatles fan, big into Harry Styles. I, I I think those are the only two examples I really really have. But what is it that? makes you feel like what what do you think draws you to these like larger cultural occurrences is it the spectacle 
Is it just like how does something get this big? Is that what is is that what's interesting? Um, I think with the Beatles. I mean, I love the Beatles too. Obviously, I, I just, like everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I remember growing up. Um, so we would we would go to church. We would drive like fifteen minutes into the you know like the nearest town, and. On the way back, they would always have this like Beatles brunch on the radio. Mm-hmm. And my mom, she didn't like, you know, music with, you know, questionable lyrics or gu- guitar solos, <laughs> noise. And so, like, oldies was kind of the station. But it was like every single time we were driving back, this radio was talking about the Beatles. So, at a very young age, you, you unconsciously or yeah. subconsciously realize. This is like the biggest, greatest band ever, ever, yeah, <laughs> ever, right? And then you listen to all their songs, and there's all this like diversity in it, yeah, range. But a lot of the songs, the Beatles are about love, mm-hmm. and everybody, again, going back to this, like, what is popular? I think more and more with the internet, it's very, it's very clickbaity. It's very negativity draws headlines and things like that. But I think. As human beings, we want to feel happy. We want to feel love. Mm-hmm. And I think things that are popular kind of capture that in a way. Yeah, I guess maybe it's it's that they it brings a large amount of us together if it's, yeah. you know, and depending on the scope. But to go back to kind of your question about Harry Styles and the Beatles, the Beatles just did it on their own they realize we we're so big we can push the envelope we can right express anything we do yeah anything we do is going to be the biggest thing in the world because we are the biggest thing in the world well they have a license they have a license yeah of creative freedom because they they did all the the largest scale possible right on the planet so harry styles i think coming from one direction a little more should, shoehorned in from like an industry standpoint. Like he right, came from he within. He already had a massive fan base oh, yeah. where he's going to sell and have fans mm-hmm. no matter what he puts out. So right. he can take that and just make it his own. If he wants to like, he can do what he wants rather than having to like, oh, what's popular today? I'm going to oh, kind of do something, do a riff like that. Mm-hmm. or say something. He just like takes his time. He was the last... Uh, One Direction member to put out an album because I think he like he knew well he was the star like I don't know anybody else from One Direction so like he was he's clearly the only one that had some staying power but he he didn't have to fit into a lane and if you listen to One Direction the reason why in my opinion you knew he was going to be like the most successful was he had the unique voice you know, I've heard the senior songwriter voice. I've heard the R&B voice. I've heard the just like generic pop mm-hmm. voice. Harry was like different. When you like listen to it, it's it just like it just like struck you. <laughs> You're like smiling. I'm just geeking out about. Yeah, Harry no, Styles you here. love him. Uh, you love him. But I I like um <laughs> I like that he's been able to just be. He's put out some really himself. genuine. He's put out really yeah. genuine pop music. 
And I, think I remember when he dropped Sign of the Times or something like that. Yeah. I think that was one of his first singles or whatever. Yeah. I just remember that song. I remember my brother hitting me up. And my brother being like, this pop song, this is like one of the best pop songs I've heard in a long time. And I listened to it and it was great. It was like, felt like somewhere between Sam Smith and Bowie or something like that. You know what yeah. I mean? It was really cool. Um, so, well, I'm glad, man. I'm glad you had such a positive experience. I'm glad. Uh, I had a great time. <laughs> uh, uh, the Harry Styles. I wish. Shout out Harry Styles. All the uh, all the kids that like Bone Line yeah. are all diehard Harry Styles fans. Harry Styles yeah. and 21 Pilots. It's what they live for. It's an interesting. Uh, it makes sense combo. though. Like alter, like Twenty One Pilots is the alternative. Okay. Their alternative pop, right? Okay. Like they're. Um. When I listen to Twenty One Pilots, like it makes their their scale their scale makes sense to me. It's like all right, this is, it's it's Warp Tour, but for like the world. You know what I mean? It's like interesting. It's, it's like that yeah. niche. It's it's what that niche thing used to be. That emo. Um, alternative, you know, threading the needle genre bendy thing, but like honed and dialed into like the radio and okay and like mass appeal, you know. Yeah, and they're dope. I really, I really, I got a lot of I respect for them. I they're like, fucking uh, so cool. I, I envy Twenty One Pilots. You know, well, to like kind of hit the conclude the Beatles and Harry Styles and mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm really impressed with and captivated by artists that can take like complex ideas and like deep lyrics and art and merge it with like sound and appeal to everyone in a way like um commercial art or um what do you call that like art and popularity like art pop pop art where you can take (laughs) like like you can take um uh, you can take you can take like complex ideas or big ideas and deliver it to the most amount of people i'm impressed by that yeah for sure you know warhol are you into warhol Big big fan of Warhol. Yeah, yeah. I figure. Yeah, I figure. Yeah. yeah, he's the pop art guy. Yeah. Um to yeah, make I, to make ideas accessible to everybody. Yeah, man. Yeah. That soup can, like at first glance looks like it there's no depth. It's a picture of a Campbell soup can, but you know, you look at it and you think about it long enough and it's making some sort of statement on capitalism, commercialism about American culture at large and so on and so forth. And it's like, you can derive all these things from a, a screen print of a Campbell soup can. And that's, and it a, looks cool. And the only reason it works is because he did it. So it's about yeah. the, the, like the mind behind the soup can that, yeah. that, that qualifies its depth, mm-hmm. you know? Cause if it's just a screen print of a soup can yeah. that's being sold in a, you know, like on a, from a street vendor or something like that, and it's just some guy and you don't know the context of the person or that person's depth or whatever, then it's, then it, it loses all of its meaning and all of its quality. Um, yeah, it's an interesting concept. Um, a lot of my favorite, like I got really into, um, the abstract expressionists, like the 1950s. So I love Pollock. um, You're a big Rothko guy, right? And and that's where I was getting. So my favorite painter in history is Mark Rothko. And, 
I don't, I couldn't figure out why for the life of me for so long. I was like, why does this like color blocking speak to me and such? I just love mm-hmm. it. It's just, and it was Rothko himself that I loved. I figured out it wasn't as, mm. you know, I loved him as much as the paintings. So it's like that to me is exactly, it's, it's a great example of what you were just trying to get at with like taking larger philosophical swings with mm. really, really simple execution, yeah. you know? And there's this play called red and it's about Rothko. You should check it out. I think there was like, they filmed it on PBS and I'm pretty sure you can find it on YouTube or something, but it's just called red. And it's about Rothko and his new assistant. And like the whole play, it's like a 90 minute play takes place. It's just a two person play. It takes place in Rothko's studio. And he has this approach that I've really adopted into my own practice with bone Lang. Um, and there's this great line where the, the, the assistant shows up. He's a little skittish and a little nervous because he's about to work with the sure. great Mark Rothko. And Rothko is like, you show up at nine, we leave at five. We, we treat this, we work like bankers. Um, we don't stay late. We don't do any, you know, we don't obsess through the night. We show up at nine and we leave at five. We are bankers. And then halfway through the play, like no paint has hit, hit the canvas yet. And uh, there's this big stretched out <laughs> canvas, you know, half, and and the assistant asks, like, when they're going to start painting. And he goes, don't you understand that 90% of painting is just thinking? Yeah. And then in the end, the painting is, it's red. <laughs> and then another part of it is, just like, a little different shade of red. <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But after you've heard him, like, like, kind of torture himself with the, you know, like, like, drilling towards the center of the earth, philosophically speaking, you know what I mean? And then going and like applying this red on the canvas, all of a sudden you're like, wow. (laughs) And you're like, why? Wow. It's just red paint on a canvas. But it's just like, wow, there's like, there's so much to be had. And one of the paintings had this like, it's just, so it's all red. And then there's just this tiny kind of like small little slit in the middle. Mm -hmm. So it's like a bright red and through the slit is a darker red. And you stare at it and they, they shine these, these, the spotlight on the painting. And if you look at it long enough, it's like, you're getting sucked into this bitch. It's like kind of like a vortex. You're like, wow, like you just did this with like two shades of color. And it's just like so deep and meaningful and all, you know, and I, I really, I enjoy that style of execution. And I like, I'd like to get better. I'm think I'm getting a lot better as a writer, as a songwriter, as a writer in general about being a little more simple in my delivery and being cleaner in my speech and like i think if you listen back to early bone line stuff so like set theory and like even some like early venn diagram shit there were songs called mm-hmm. like sly fox and things like that that had potential to be great tunes but i think when i when i listen back to them i listen really actively and i'm always all i can hear is all my old bad habits right mm-hmm. as the person that writes it like yeah. whether some other kid or something connected with those songs like i have no connection to them anymore and it's like what i realized was i was I had so much inside me, but I had no um, tact, no sense of tact in my writing it. So I was just trying to cover every bit of real estate on the song with words, with poetry. So I would always rap like this and sometimes it would be like, I would, and I was just, it was like word vomit and I would be like kind of angular and like off the beat and it was cool. It was like, for me, it was me trying to hone a style, but it, it was just vomit. It was like, it was like kind of like, 
well, I'm not going to call myself Jackson Pollock because those paintings were unbelievable, but it was more like of that ilk where it was like, just start throwing shit at the canvas and see if like something sensical and beautiful can come out of it. Whereas now I feel like a lot more precise and there's no fat in the bars anymore. There's no like every line is necessary for each for the following line to work. And like, yeah, I'm really, really trying to pinpoint. So I'm going to show you a little bit of music after after we get off today. But um, there's this single for Two Crows that we've been working on the last few months um, that we went into like Two Crows is really starting to it's like almost there. We're within we're within a few months. Wait one second. Uh huh. So uh, on the Jas- Jackson Pollock note, so okay. we were talking about Warhol earlier. I went to this sure. Warhol exhibit, and he's got like this artwork where he's like making fun of Jackson Pollock and his style, where it looks like he's got footsteps, and it's like a pattern footsteps because he's making fun of Jackson Pollock how he's like just like that. <laughs> I thought it was funny. So go ahead. <laughs> um, I gotta check that two crows. Out. Uh, two crows, and it's it's really almost there, but. We took a look. We just like stepped back from the project for a second and we took a look and we're like, all right, it's a little too sleepy. Like there's just one too many ballads and there's not that driving like single E number that that can like tie the whole room together. You know, it needs that like the rug that's going to tie the room together. So we went in with intention of like, all right, we're going to do like four on the floor at 140. And then I like I had pasted a cup, you know, thrown a couple chords down and I was like, all right. I have this one hook that I wrote at 19 and then I have this other hook that I wrote at 29 and I never found a home for either of them but I always knew in my head I was like this is great pop music like these are some of the best pop lines really? I've ever had one from when I was 19 I wrote this these four lines in uh in Switzerland as a 19 year old kid and I was like oh this is amazing and for 10 years I've like tried them all over the place and it's like it's not right it's not right and in my head, I was like, one day we're going to blow up and I'm going to sell these lines to Taylor Swift. Like in my <laughs> head, I'm like telling yeah. myself, I was like, these are the lines. That I, and I finally, we found a home for him on this song. And we're like, wow. and it's four lines. And then Matt's part is four lines. And those are the only lyrics that happen in the song. So it's my four lines. Then there's a break. And then my four lines again. And then it goes Matt's lines. And then there's a bridge where we're trading off our lines. And then there's an end where both of our lines are happening at the same time. And it's just pure pop. Like there's no big, big Sammy verse. There's no like 16 bars. There's no nothing. It's just pure. And I was like, I'm really proud of it because I'm like, oh, this is my Rothko shit. This is the simple execution shit. Yeah. It's complex in its simplicity. Like it's a simple song in that it's four on the floor pop. But like the string composition that Matt has in there is, you know, Pollock. It's, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's all over the place and like quarterly, it's really complex and it, it, it has key changes and stuff like that, but it's really, really tasteful. And I'm really, really excited because it, to me, it was like, it just showed the growth. I was like, ah, there it is. Two crows. Like this song's going to tie the whole shit together and everyone's going to know it. The second they hear it, the second the intro hits, everyone's gonna be like, oh, this is the one, this is the single. This is the, this is the one. Um, and it's the thing that I've been chasing with Mark Rothko for fucking years. I was like, why are these so good? Like, why am I compelled by like blue, white, yellow, <laughs> red, green, gray? Like, why am I just like, these are the shit? Like, you know what I mean? I love those paintings. Yeah. And, uh, and I figured it out. That's what it is. It's, it's complexity in its simplicity. It's um, simple execution while taking big philosophical swings. Um, 
and I, you know, I think this actually ties really neatly into your points of like, why, how, what is it that draws you to these larger acts or like these larger kind of cultural events? It's like, well, they're doing something that a lot of other people do, but they're doing it with just these, the, the acute differences are the things that elevate it to that platform. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of other guys that can sing better than Harry Styles out there that might be a, a far better songwriter. I don't even know if the guy writes a song. I have no idea. But but whatever it is, it's about like these acute differences about his approach, about his presentation that is connecting all these dots and like creating the space yeah. for all these young people and or people of any age or whatever mm-hmm. to come in and, and enjoy. So, yeah. Harry Styles, Mark Rothko, Bone Lang. There's a thread there. Somewhere. There's a thread. There's, There's a, a thread, thread. <laughs> and we're gonna tap it one day. Two crows, man. I'm telling you, something's gonna happen with this album. I, I'm like, after this song, it's called "Love Like You." Okay. Even the title, right, doesn't sound yeah. like a Bone yeah, Lang yeah, song, does. right? Like yeah. it sounds like a pop it sounds tune. Sounds like that, a pop, but you know, "Love Like You," man. It sounds and like Justin Timberlake. Like I love some, you. Yeah, some shit like that. <laughs> you know I mean? Sounds like a Harry Styles tune. "Love yeah. Like You." This one's called "Love Like You," mate. Um, <laughs> and. I'm telling you, man, like there's this, there's this thing that just happened that snapped into focus on this album. How long ago is this? We've been working on it for two months. Okay. Quietly, but now it's like really taking a shape and I'm like, oh fuck, dude, like this is, it's like somewhere between Coldplay and um, Orville Peck and like Bone Lang, you know, it's fucking interesting and I like it. I'm really, really, really excited. So Yeah. You're gonna, you're gonna play it for me after this i'll play it for you after this nice. it's not ready yeah. it's like when the tune is done like we have a polished mix so we have to go we have to get the the quartet to record all the live strings right now it's like just fake strings on there and like placeholders sure. um and lawrence has to come in and he's going to re-record uh the piano part i think we might go record it on um zach mark's mom has a, a steinway in her living room like a really mm. great piano so we might go do like yeah. track the piano live on there have our pianist play the piano on it you know but right now we have zach's drums we tracked zach's drums like two days ago and it just like ignited the fuck i was like oh fuck dude it's it's there like it's it's so close it's so close you know um i think you're gonna i think it's going to be your favorite bone lang song of all time Ooh, i mean it's the most like like it's the thing that you like you know it's it's accessible yeah you know and i think the closest we've come to accessible in the past is like Anvil and like Jet Engine and Playboy or something. But if you really look at those three tunes, it's not like widespread accessibility. I mean, the first line in the verse of Anvil is what's a do to do. It's just some existential dread. Like that's not a, that's not a top 40 tune, but yeah. you're not, that's, you know what I mean? Not that by the way, Bone Lang's like our intention is not to be some top 40 band or anything, but like our intention is to let, I want to connect, more people i want to find ways to bring more people people you know what i mean like when i look at a band like 21 pilots it's like they came from a more alternative space like car radio which was one of their first big hits it might have been their first big hit i don't know that much about their history but like there was like screaming there's like this big like screamo outro on that tune and it's pretty alternative and then they have other tunes that are like the most family friendly shit you've ever heard in your face my name's blurry facing i care what you think and it's like all right so you can have get you a girl that can do both you know what i mean like you can we can be as alternative as we want but like i want 
I want those pieces too. That as like, long as it comes, I can from play from my mother, you, and, and from yeah, an authentic space. Like it doesn't I mean, matter. It's coming what from it this is. studio. Yeah, it's not yeah. like somebody's leaning over us, us telling us what to make. Like, yeah. I love this song, Matt and I. Every time we listen to it together, the other day when Zach was just recording, we just turned to each other and we're just like smiling, like so wide. We're like. We we're doing it like this is the one like we we we're making something likable. <laughs> we're, we're making something likable. You know, like it's crazy. It's crazy, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like to, you know something palatable and really beautiful. But as it, again, like the reason. Well, one, I've I've had a really close relationship with the lyrics for thirteen years. Yeah, they've been sitting on the shelf, like. Of course, I'm so deeply where, wait, connected where, to this too. Where were these lyrics? Did you have them in a notebook? Did you have well, them on a Google Doc? Four, like, no, it's four lines, man. So like they've been in my head. I played just, them just in your head, just in my head. And I, really? I wrote a love song for my girl in high school. Okay. I was 18. I graduated high school and I got to go to Switzerland with my mom and my cousin to visit some family friends. Okay. And we were staying in this house above the cloud line. It was like up in the Alps. It was like really, really beautiful and peaceful. And there was a guitar there. And I stabbed out a couple, it's just E and A, it was like the most simple, you know, and I had these four lines and I was like, ah, and I wrote a whole song to it and then just put it away. You know, her and I broke up. I was an 18 year old kid. I moved on. I got into rap music and started making all this kind of stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. like alternative, edgy, on the fringes shit. Like this stuff was just, it was just something that I, it's two chords I stabbed out on the guitar and four lines that I stabbed out on the guitar when I was a child, basically. You know, and then, but just over the years, there would be like these little moments where Matt would make something like poppier here. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, maybe this is it. Maybe I can. F-. And we would, and we'd like make the whole tune. And it just wasn't, ah, dude, it just doesn't have that edge. Like it's still, it's just like a little too cute for Bone Lang, you know? Okay. Whereas all we found it on this. I was like, it's not, it's, it's adorable for sure. Like it's really heart, it's heartwarming lyrics, but like the application was right. And the philosophical edge was there. It's it's beautiful. It's not, you know, let me take that back. It's not adorable. It's not cute. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And we found, like, the, the this beautiful context to place the lyrics inside. And I was like, ah, this is where, this is, it's like splashing into that cool water. You're like, ah, there it is. Yeah. But I've been fighting for that context for over a decade for these four lines. Yeah. You know? And they're just, I just think it's, it's simple, Yeah, that man. sounds a lot like the Rothko you know, part, where like, it's like, Yes. What's for a great 90% part? of the time, it's thinking. It's just thinking. Yeah. And, and then, then you, it's you just you a, figured it a out. A lightning right? bolt. Yeah. You know, um, there's, a, there's this really cheesy movie called Music and Lyrics with Hugh Grant and Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. And he, there's this dope little monologue in it, though, where he goes off. He's a pop. He, Hugh Grant plays a pop songwriter. Um, what's the lyric, man? When it's rainy outside, I've got the month of May. What's the pop lyric, you know? I've got sunshine on a cloudy day. When it rains outside, I've got the month day. of May. I think that's the line. Forgive me if I'm fucking it up, but something I've got sunshine on a cloudy day. When it's raining outside, I've got the month of May. And he goes off about how he's like, and just in those four lines, like you've encapsulated and captured more than than people have in entire books. And I believe that too. Like mm. I believe in like perfectly concise, well written pop lyrics that can like really really emote you know and i have it in these four lines i've had it in these four lines for the years and years and years and years and i'm just like man 
one day, one day we're going to find it. And I'm so glad that it's going to make it on this album because it's time. It's fucking time. You know, it's fucking time for it. Um, Really, really excited. Love like you. Love like you. Love like you. Yeah. When does Two Crows come out? I mean, first off, we ha- when it's done. <laughs> uh, but not even when it's done. You know, the film is almost done. Yeah. Uh, Bones is working on audio and score right now. Um, there's, there's an interlude and two songs, including Love Like You, that have to get sent out to uh, the quartet for live strings. Um, the whole album is with this string quartet, and it's like... They're unbelievable. They're like Grammy nominated. They're these unbelievable musicians, these incredible women. Um, so we have to send out for that, get the straight, you know, Matt has, Matt's still charting all the parts and like he'll, he'll send out the music. And once we get that back um, and we get Larry to re-record the piano on Love Like You, um, we'll be pretty close. We'll be pretty close. Uh, but, you know, you started this conversation with talking about how you're just in a better place and you're just trying to be a little lighter in your step. Me too. Since the last time we talked, man, I've been doing a lot of work, um, on gratitude and quieting the ego, a lot of meditating, a lot of praying. Um, I find prayer meditative, so maybe it's one in the same, but like a lot of praying. Um, I have a trip coming up. I'm going to Vienna in a few weeks um, I've got a lot to look forward to out there. I'm going to write a script while I'm, I'm working on a script that I, I'm going to like really polish while Are I'm you out just, there. Uh, and I just feel like I'm, I'm in a space. Sorry. I, I'm in continue, a space though. Go. I'm in a space. I just feel a lot better. Yeah. And so when you say, when is two crows coming out? And I say something like when it's done, I'm not even trying to be cute or cheeky. I mean like that's where I'm at mentally now with this stuff. Yeah. Things are going to happen when they're happen. Work is going to be done when it's done. And I'm not just going to sit here and obsess every day over like, why aren't things moving fast enough? It's like, I'm done. I, or at least for now, you know, life has a way of pulling you back into your bad habits and stuff. But I'm, I'm just trying to grant myself the awareness and like the, like the tools and the mechanics so that I can recognize it quicker when I'm getting into those spaces. Mm-hmm. And then like find, and take a breath, hit a prayer and like go to the gym and like chill and like and find a way to love the day, you know, because yeah. I used to be able to get sucked into those spaces and stay there for months. Yeah. No more. No more than a few days of being in a bad place. And then one day I'll get it down to like no more than a bad afternoon mm-hmm. or like no more than a bad day or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so two crows, I'm in this amazing space. I mean, honestly, love like you is helping my attitude in life. Like I am thinking about this song like all the time and I'm just like, Oh, I can't wait till it's done. Like I can't wait till the live strings come back. And just watch this thing fucking ignite. ignite. It's like, I just like, it's like helping my life, this tune. And it's positive. It's like Bowman is making positive music. (laughs) Hopeful music. The whole album is hopeful. It's all like love songs and about like, like it's all aspirational. And I'm like, this is, this is good. That's the, the music is always a reflection of where I am subconsciously. So if it's coming out hopeful, it means I'm hopeful. Yeah. It means that I'm I'm okay and that like I can listen back and be like, oh, I am. I'm all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I should be like, I forgot. I was so upset all day, but like I'm good. Like this is good. I feel good today, yeah. you know? So I feel blessed and grateful and happy. I can't wait for these shows. I can't wait to keep mm-hmm. doing this with you. I can't wait to 
to figure it all out, man. Um, I think a big part of it is that I'm so proud of the work in Crows mm-hmm. that I'm like, it doesn't ma- it doesn't matter what it does anymore. Like I'm we me and my boys, me and my best friend and my boys made this, and it's ours, and no one can ever take it from us, and it's it's really beautiful. It's really meaningful, beautiful work that I, you know, your friend's dream. Mm-hmm. He's out on that tarmac or he's in, the, he's in that airport hangar. Yeah. And he meets all those former selves and they're all asking about what the present's like. Right now, all those younger selves, I'm, tell, I'm giving them this monologue that, I'm, yeah. that I've been, you know, crafting up for you right now. And all of them are fucking hype. <laughs> <laughs> All of them are like, let's fucking go. <laughs> like, that sounds amazing. You are the shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so good. The work is so good that you have to love yourself. Mm-hmm. You know? That's amazing. It's beautiful. Isn't it? Yeah. That's meaning. You know? Like, that's yeah. meaning. I think that's the thing we're all looking for. So. So, fuck yeah, Richie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? I'm really. I'm. I'm. I'm really glad that this it's I'm going to listen to this one. I'm going to listen to the last one and then listen to this one right away. And then and just like be like, wow, look what like a month. Yeah. Like how much can turn around in terms of just the way you feel about yourself in a month. A lot can happen in a month in a short amount of time. But like with, you know, the diligence of you can change yourself in 30 days. You really can. You can change a habit in 30 days. Mm hmm. I want to go back to this uh, Europe trip you have coming up. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really excited. So are you just staying in Vienna or are you traveling around? No, I'm going all over the place. Okay. So I went through a rough breakup three months ago, as you know. Um, Bless her soul, miss her like crazy, all that kind of stuff. But Mm -hmm. what things weren't working out and we we split. And I've been really down. And I think that was a big part of our last conversation, even though I wasn't expressly saying it on the podcast. I'm not afraid of sharing some parts of my personal life, you know what I mean? But like that shit's been weighing on me heavy. So after the after that happened, I just booked a trip. I was like, dude, go. Just get out of here. I would have booked it sooner, but we were up for some tours and I was like, all right, I'm not gonna like tempt fate and blah blah blah. So I just booked this trip. And I knew I wanted to go to Europe. I've traveled Europe pretty extensively. Um but there's so much to see and I know Europe. I know how to traverse Europe. And I wasn't looking, if I'm going to travel solo for the first time, by the way, ever, like I've, I've always been with a girlfriend or like family or a friend or something, you know, I'm really going dolo this time. Um, I want, I didn't want pure culture shock. Like I've been, I've done Nepal and India and stuff like that. Like I'm not trying to go to yeah, yeah, Mumbai yeah. on my own yeah. right now. You know, it's like, I, I just don't think it would be like the same, get, I wouldn't get the same thing out of it. Yeah. That I, so Vienna has this incredible musical history. It's it sure it's does. What, it's what Paris was to literature in the early 1900s is what Vienna is to music in the early 18 er, for the 19th century. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna go to like Beethoven's house. I'm gonna go see the symphony. Um, the Mountain Goats, one of my favorite. It, well, not one of my favorite, but like this really incredible indie band. Uh, is doing a show out there while I'm there. I'm going to go see the Mountain Goats. I'm going to 
go see the Belvedere Palace. I'm gonna take a cable ride, a cable car ride up, or like a it's a Semmering tour. It's like it's like a ski lift, but without skiing. It like takes you up yeah. into the Alps, you know. Very cool. So I'm gonna go chill. Um, I'm meeting somebody there that I'm really excited to see. Um, and then after Vienna, and I've never been to Vienna, which is why I chose it. Um, after Vienna, I'm going to I'm taking a, a train to Berlin through Ooh, the Czech Republic. Cool. I wanted to stop in Prague, but in order to see these family friends who I really, really am keen on seeing, um, I just got to get straight there and, and make it happen. And two, a day or two alone in Prague doesn't sound like me really getting to know a space. It just sounds like me quickly looking around and then sure. having to get back on a train. So I'm going to Berlin, then from Berlin to Paris, and then from Paris to London to see some family. And then I'll be back. Nice. Yeah, it's going to be a great trip. How long? Like a month? Three weeks out there. And then I fly back from England to New York with my cousin to go see my mother. And my cousin's one of my best friends. Yeah, I've, you know, we've been extremely tight since we were born. Um, and I haven't seen him in three or four years. So this will it'll be nice to like spend Thanksgiving in New York with him and my family. And then I'll come back. And then as soon as I get back, December 2nd, it's just everything is for the, the shows, the Shuba shows. Wow. At the end of the month in Chicago. So I have a lot to look forward to, which I, I'm sure is informing do you, my... Do you, yeah, do you feel like when you give yourself something to look forward to... Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I think part of the darkness in the last conversation was like, we were just getting rejected left and right for these tours. We were, you know what I mean? And yeah. I just felt rejected and we didn't have the Shuba's dates and we didn't have anything to look forward to, you know? And mm -hmm. I was just like, ah, November was far off for the trip. So I think I just felt a little like rejected and you know yeah just down and yeah. yeah but the real thing is like the ever the the everlasting gift that craft gives you is that there's always something to look forward to mm -hmm. finishing is always something to look forward to having like carving a body of work is a process it takes a long time and it takes a tremendous amount of thought and effort and patience you know and so when you get to the end of that journey like it's gratifying you know, mm -hmm. even if we just finished Two Crows and never put it out and never told anybody we made it, just having it, like, on my private SoundCloud, I'd be like, man, this is amazing. Like, we did this. Like, yeah. this is a finished piece. You know what I'm saying? So even just that in and of itself is really gratifying. Um, so I'm, uh, I'm curious about this trip. Because sure. I, I want to travel, sure. of course, all over. And, uh, okay, Berlin. Mm-hmm. What are you excited for in Berlin? So other than Vienna, I've been to all three of those cities, but it's just okay. like how it worked out for me where it's like, there's some people I want to see in Berlin, people I want to see in Paris and people I want to see in London. So that's what I'm doing. Oh, choosing okay. people sure. over places. But I was like, all right, I'm at least going to one place that I've never been Dolo and all that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. Um, Berlin. I'm mostly excited to see. I'm going there for people. Mm -hmm. um, when I went last time, I went with bones who has some, some German heritage in him. So he was, kind of at home it was cool to see he yeah. was like taking up the language and he was getting into it you know we went to some museums but i'm not gonna lie man we like mostly partied we were 20 sure you know or, 21 <laughs> or something we were like taking ecstasy and going to clubs and shit you know what i mean um it was fun <laughs> so we were sleeping a lot of the days and shit like that we were only there for a few days so i'm hoping to hit some some museums berlin isn't exactly the city that i'm most excited for like I, it's not a this is no shade. Berlin is a, a a lovely place with a great culture and shit, but it's not like the most beautiful place. Kind of like brutalist. 
Yeah, it's very it's, like industrial looking and yeah, like yeah, gray yeah. and concrete. You know, it's yeah. fucking German, bro. It's not yeah. like ornate and you know. Um, so yeah, Berlin. Uh, the the family friends I'm going to meet are they're the Detola family. Uh, they are the family that introduced my parents. So oh, my wow. mom was working on a yacht in Greece as a cook, as a private chef, um, for a wealthy Italian family, the Detolas. Okay. And, uh, they fell in love with her and brought her back to Milan just to like be a nanny. And they're like, just don't leave us. Like, just come back to Milan, stay a year. And she just never went back to England. And she went to Milan and then, um, she needed work and they were friends with this really wealthy American family. So she went out on their yacht for a summer. They fell in love with her and then brought her to the States <laughs> and we're like, just come be our private chef and like, we'll employ you and you can live and we'll get you a green card over mm-hmm. time. I mean, it took years. My mom was illegal for a lot of years. Um, and she gets her citizenship through this, this family. Then my dad comes from Egypt to Columbia university to do his master's in engineering at, uh, in New York. And his roommate is a guy named Paolo, uh, and it's the son of the Italian family, the Totola family, or the Lenarduzzi's, or I can't remember their last name at the time, but or you know, because of marriage and so yeah. on and so forth. But it was Paolo, who's the son wow. of the family that brought. So then, um, Paolo calls my mom. She's like, "Hey, like I'm I'm having some people over. We just moved into my new apartment with my new roommate. Why don't you come over? Uh, bring some friends." And she went over, and that's how wow. she met my father. Yeah. Wow. Um. And then I've been to Italy a few times and to, to France a, new times, which, a few times, which is where... And Switzerland. When I was in Switzerland, that's who I was visiting, these, okay. ki- these people. Um, and I've become friends with their kids in my adult years, Marco and Bianca. Yeah. So I'm going there to see them. Nice. Yeah, it'll be really dope. And then, uh, and then to Paris. Been to Paris twice. I love... I've tacked on Paris just because I'm like, I'm going to go walk around alone in Paris for two days. You know what I mean? I love to walk and yeah, and all that kind of stuff. So Paris will be great. Uh, London, I'll be with family. I'm going to do a poetry reading in London the first night I get there. Um, and I'm going to see all the cousins and, and aunts and uncles that I haven't seen in a long time. It's going to be nice. Um, it's going to be, yeah. It's really, going to be a really healthy trip. I think so too. Um, the train rides from... Vienna to Berlin is like nine hours. And then from Berlin to Paris is like nine hours. And I'm really going to use those to write. What time of the day? Free are the, Wi-Fi. The uh, daytime. Okay. They're both Perfect. daytime. I haven't booked mine from Berlin to Paris because it's like I have a few days to like play with. So I'm just sure. going to like book that when I'm there. Yeah. And it's like, all right, I need to get the train. I'm just going to go hop on one. And it's like 60 to 70 bucks to get to like through two countries. You know what I mean? It's fucking amazing. Yeah. And I can fly for the same price, but I'm like, nah, I think I want the rail, like mm-hmm. stay on the lands, look around and then write, you know, mm-hmm. um, Europe, the, half the reason I'm going to Europe is because of the train system, man. It's like Europe by mm. train is the best. So when you go, have you done Europe? I've, I've been to Paris and then I've done Spain. Amazing. I've taken trains from Madrid to Barcelona and Barcelona to Sevilla to Valencia. No, no, no. Valencia then Sevilla and then yeah, back to Madrid. Were you alone? Mm-hmm. Nice. I've done almost all my traveling alone. Do you like it? I do. I will say 
now it gets to be a little uh lonely a little bit yeah yeah and I also was... too if you're in like a it's just like it's nice to have another person to problem solve i would rather just be like spontaneous and just enjoy it freely yeah yeah but yeah. then i also have to then if i'm alone do all the freaking planning which is like what i hate yeah, yeah. <laughs> logistically I hate all that shit too. i'm more like whatever man but then, yeah, like, yeah. You know, it always works out man but it doesn't work out it's like i always have somebody else planning shit for me and then i just stumble one of the it. <laughs> what, uh one of the trips i did take with people we went to southeast asia and it was a uh, hong kong uh uh, Hanoi, Vietnam, Ho Chi Minh, uh, Vietnam, and then Bangkok and Phuket. But the person I was with, he was uh, inspired by Anthony Bourdain, mm -hmm. and he was getting out of medical school, and he had like three months just like free until he started his residency. So in like two weeks, he scheduled everything out, like, you know, like someone who's a doctor <laughs> would do, like everything was like on schedule. All, I didn't even have to have a phone. I just showed up and we just, we just like went and he was always on his phone checking the, the times and everything. Amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. a useful guy to have around. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. I. Uh, but the trains, the trains in uh, Spain, I really enjoyed that. The best. Very efficient. Yeah. And they're they're clean and yeah. comfortable and they have Wi-Fi so you can write and, yeah. and smooth and fast and it's so fun. I love I love trains. I love traveling yeah. by train. I would do it more in the states. This country's fucking up, man. It's like an Amtrak ticket to I would take the train to go see my mom on the East Coast all the time and just like spend those 11 hours. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like instead of just having the hour and a half flight. But it's more expensive to take the Amtrak than to take a fucking plane. I'm like, why are we It should be The flight from, from Chicago here, to New York and back like it's so nice. It's only 2 hours yeah, and yeah, there's it's, always so much available. It's really easy. Yeah. yeah. I um it's pretty cheap too. You can yeah. um, to get from here to like Cleveland on a train should cost like thirty dollars, twenty five bucks, twenty bucks. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It should be, f and it should take you right into the heart of the city, drops you off from Chicago. It's like, why isn't this city or this country? Because we connected? prioritize cars. Not, I know, not public transportation. That's dumb. Miami has this great. I took this high speed rail from Miami to Fort Lauderdale. I was just blown away. I like made posts about it. I was like. This is mind blowing. It's so smooth. It reminded me a lot of the European stuff, but like the train station looked like an Apple store. Everything was like yeah. smooth and on time. So on yeah, time. Yeah, that's the and thing like, about trains. It's like yeah. there's no none of these bullshit delays. There's no you yeah. know, it's like come on. <laughs> it, it was so yeah, it was so smooth. Um Where did the train go to? I'm sorry, from Miami to where? So it it has like three stops. I forget what it's called. The I don't know. But it goes from Miami. Fort Lauderdale to West Palm Beach and then okay. back. Sure, sure, so sure. So those stops. Um, I was just in Fort Lauderdale. Okay. Um, for that hockey tournament. Oh, sure, sure. But it, I didn't see shit. I saw the hotel and the hockey rink. Like, I, yeah. didn't, I didn't do it. I didn't even get to Miami. I, I was, I've never been to Miami. I was like, I'm going to Miami. I'm going to eat a Cuban sandwich. I want to, like, walk around on the beach. I didn't even go. It was, yeah. of, it was a lot of hockey, and it was right before the hurricane, so every day it was storming. Wow. So it was just like, all right, whatever. Yeah, um, traveling is... Uh, a great experience and a great way to like take your mind. To me, it's the reset. It's the great reset. I have that Anthony Bourdain problem though, where it's like when I, I when I'm home, all I want to do is leave, and then whenever I leave, all I want to do is feel home again. Oh you know wow, what I mean? yeah. Um, so this trip is a little long for my taste. Like I usually don't do well after ten days because I like to be here. I like to be working. I like mm -hmm. to, you know. And by ten days, I've collected whatever like 
inspiration or yeah. like I've, it's already yeah, it doesn't in take long yeah no it doesn't take long i'm just like all right i got what i need like get me into the studio or some shit like that but you know fuck it man just i'm just gonna take a second like it's not a problem i i, I convince myself that it's like gotta be working you gotta be working you gotta be doing this otherwise you're not moving forward and it's just not fucking true you can't be lazy and you have to be disciplined and diligent but you don't have to do this like it's this hustle culture shit is killing me yeah there's this amazing there was this god it's it's so ironic that i saw it on like fucking tiktok or something but there was this amazing clip of bo burnham and he was during a press meeting for his film eighth grade if you haven't seen it it's really great you should watch it he's like a savant like a genius i fucking love bo burnham and he's just going off he just goes off about the internet and he's like these corporations these companies like i don't believe that they're it's not like this nefarious intent they're they weren't born evil but they're coming for every second of your life they're coming the attention it's 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 designed you know and, and you and me talk about this all the time but it's like just the way he said it, really, they're coming for every, they are coming for every second of your life. And I'm just trying to be more cognizant about that, man. It's like, well, you got to get on TikTok and you got to be like, if you're, you got to be posting five times a day and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, you know what, bro? Like, do I fucking do I, or can I just make beautiful shit forever? And what will be, will be, and I'll get mine in, in whatever way it comes to me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like I, I, it, the hustle culture shit has been getting to me. Bro, hustle, hustle, man. There's somebody else out there that wants it more than you. Ooh, ooh. You know, and it's just like, what? Like, whatever. What do you mean wants what more than who? Like, what are you talking yeah. about? You know what I mean? Like, I hang out here and I make this beautiful music. It's amazing. This is great. That should be enough for me. I'm going to play it to these these two great shows at the end of the year. We'll land a tour. When we land a tour, we'll go back out and we'll play this beautiful music for all those people. And it'll be amazing. And it's like... Sometimes there's got to be this ebb and this flow, man. I think, you know, a big piece of that last conversation we had, what were we talking about for 90% of the conversation? Social media. Social media. And what mood were we in? Not a great mood. Not a great one. You were not wearing a boa. I was not wearing a boa. You were not wearing pink feathers around your neck, son. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Let let the record show. (laughs) It's true. It is true. You know, and what did we talk about today? Talked about life, soulful things, happiness. We talked about philosophy and art and craft and love. Mm-hmm. And what mood are we in today? We're in a great mood, you know. So, <laughs> like, I just think right there that says everything. Yeah. What are you focused on? Love. I want to make great stuff, and I want to like feel love, and I want to like promote that. Great. Do that. It doesn't have to be. Anyway, by the way, Virgin Mary got an OnlyFans coming out tomorrow. <laughs> um, uh, well, this has been a great conversation. Yeah, I think I think this is where we. Yeah, I think this is where we. This, I think we just landed. Like the, we the, landed the plane. Like, yeah, yeah. The plane. <laughs> and uh, no, even though we haven't seen each other for a while, it's great that we both. I think. Because when we say stuff, we don't just say it to say it or whatever. We're actually. These are things that bother me these are things i'm aware of now and i want to work on mm-hmm. and we've gone away and we've come back and we've both been working on what we were saying let's promise each other that we always will all right no matter right. How, no matter how many how much time passes it doesn't matter it's like if we yeah. can sit down and do one of these i think it'll always by the way i see you more than 90 percent of people in my life you know i don't see a ton of people like yeah. you know what i mean like so to have every time you come over man it means a lot to me it's nice it's yeah. easy 
the way you set things up, the way we talk to each other. We don't plan. We don't plan anything. There's no like docket, you know, no agenda. There's no agenda. It's just we sit down and just start going. And every time I even after that last conversation, which was like wholly negative, like I felt a sense of relief when you, you know, when you you packed up and left. I was like, you know, I feel I got that shit off my chest, Mm -hmm. you know, so nice to be in here, bro. Talk soon. Talk soon. Uh, (laughs) Thanks for listening to Rich Conversations. Again, you can follow and listen to Bone Lane on all the channels and platforms. But take some time today to just practice humility and gratitude. Think about the larger picture and outside of yourself. Do some praying. Do some meditation. Just do something to get you in that mindset. And have a wonderful day.